1: there. Welcome to episode 54 of the AI Comic Pod brought to you by the Anfield Index. Happy New Year everyone. Uh, sorry it's been a while. We haven't really done anything since like the start of December but between family and work and Christmas and food we've basically been dead for the last few weeks. Um, we've This one's been a little bit later than we planned on doing it but we finally need to get around to reviewing Justice League. Probably going to be the most disagreements that you'll ever hear Rory and I have, because we do have a lot of disagreements, but you just don't get to hear them. Essentially. We we, we tend to have a lot of, you know, agreements in terms of films, and they're very much, we like the same thing, we don't like the same thing. But I don't know if we've reviewed anything that's been as divisive as as Justice League's proven to be so far. If anything, we've tried to avoid talking about it, because we've just been arguing.
2: Essentially, it's like it's 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 the thing that could have broken us if we weren't, if we weren't just a little bit. Well, I don't know if we're mature enough, but a little (laughs) bit. uh,
1: (laughs) You take that back.
2: If you know, if we if we cared enough about these films, at the end of the day, you like this film. You don't love it. It's not your favorite film of all time, and equally, it's not my worst film of all time. Uh, That does probably belong to Batman and Robin and will remain that way uh, for a very long time. Um, And it's just one of those things. It it, it is divisive. I I got a little bit fiery on Twitter a couple of times because I didn't like people telling me my opinion's wrong. And, you know, no one really likes that on Twitter because you're there to express your opinion.
1: So it seems strange. Sometimes opinions are wrong, like yours.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm happy to be told otherwise when maybe I've got a daft opinion or someone's given me,
1: you know, something to talk about. Um, So basically, this might be our last episode. Yeah, it might. Depending on how the next hour and 10 minutes goes, this could well be our uh, our swan song. So we better make it a good one. I have to get some really good swears in there. Because if I'm going out, I'm going out swearing. (laughs) May as well. So, well, uh, exactly. We crack on, how are you?
2: Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all, all right. Nice I... Christmas and New Year. Yeah, right. it was it was good. Proper family Christmas. So it's been nice building Lego sets and playing Zelda on the Switch. It's been pretty fun. Yeah, I um, spend
1: most of my time sleeping, eating, gaming, and that's about it for like two and a half weeks.
2: Sounds so pretty good.
1: To say it's been good, it's pretty much been how I wish I could live every day. <laughs> I told Michelle the other day she needs to go and get a job as like a CEO or something so I can just stay at home and be a dog dad.
2: I think if that happened though, you know the episode where Homer stays at home and works and he just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and starts wearing like a dress, like a, a man moon. dress. Yeah, yes. I've
1: already got a fat guy hat. <laughs> I just need a cape and a moomoo. And then one of those one of those sticks I can use to press the keys on the phone because my hands have got too fat. <laughs> I haven't got as far as getting one of the nodding birds, though, to press the any key for me.
2: Yeah, that would be the trick. That's the trick in your establishment, just to get the, the little birds that nods its, nods its beak up and down. Um, that works for me. Yeah, sounds like a good Christmas, man. I mean, it, this is we haven't really done a... a Uh, preview for this year because it's been quite busy, well we've not been busy but we we haven't had time to do it Um, but I think because Infinity Wars has kind of taken over so much and we are doing previews for other films like Black Panther which we'll have to do soon enough I guess Yeah,
1: that's possibly going to have to be our next one, we've we've come up with one we're going to do a look back at Iron Man within oh we should say,
2: yeah Something relevant to that, what we're both doing and quite a few people are doing online, which yes. is pretty cool, is watching a Marvel film every week from
1: Origin, so Iron Man 1,
2: um, which we both watched and a few
1: others did last I week. I watched uh, Incredible Hulk tonight. You, you might yeah. have seen the things floating around on, on Facebook and Twitter and it's been called The Road to Infinity War. The only problem with it is Black Panther gets released about halfway through so i think you get to the middle of february and you've got to watch black panther out a sequence but the idea is you start from the first week in january you watch one film every week and then just as you finish the most recent film it's time for infinity war but i get fucked over by this anyway because i'm in america when infinity war gets released in the uk and then in the ultimate kick in the bollocks i'm in the uk when it gets released in the US. So I'm not going to be watching Infinity War until at least a week after it comes out, which is the biggest load of bullshit ever. Yeah, but it is because you get married. Yeah, but I have to miss Infinity War, so, you know, swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts,
2: although you will be probably going to Disney and going on the Guardians ride.
1: I will definitely be going to Disney, and I will be going on the Guardians ride, and I may try and steal Rocket, because I imagine they're going to have an actual raccoon there.
2: That when we went to Disney last year, it is now uh, there was a Star Lord uh, kind of impersonator and, a, and an animatronic baby Groot, which I think you could steal.
1: Definitely stealing, as long as I can nick something because it's costing a fucking fortune. So I'm bringing some kind of souvenir back.
2: Yeah, Mickey literally rapes you, so you do need to steal something.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I've already been like a few times, so Mickey's definitely had a go on my backpack. So <laughs> he owes me. That dirty mouse owes me big time. But anyway, enough about cartoon mouse sodomy. Believe it or not, that isn't what we came here to talk about.
2: It's not. We could, probably for a good while, but that's not
1: why we're here. probably no. shouldn't, because then we'd have to be R-rated.
2: Yeah, and you can't be R-rated if you're talking Disney.
1: You know, that's yeah. the rumour. It's true. That's the rules. So, Justice League. Already you can I can sense and feel your arsehole clenching. I hope you're not you know talking about Mickey. Do
2: you know what? Do you know what? I did get quite tense as soon as you mentioned (laughs) Justice League. I genuinely did. I went, oh, I kind of winced at that entire moment. Um, Where do we begin with Justice League? Um,
1: Let's start with the very, very beginning. A lot of people, yeah, you go. Probably went in with low expectations because this is what is it the fifth, fourth, or fifth film in this this incarnation of the DC universe? You've got fourth. Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder
2: Woman. Um, oh, well, I'm actually uh, just... Uh, Dawn of Justice
1: as well would count. No. What's
2: yeah, the, sorry, the, yeah,
1: Man of Steel, Batman yeah. vs. Superman, uh, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman. So yeah, this is the fifth. Yeah. And you'd be hard-pushed to say that any of them have been massively brilliant other than Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was everything fallen into place that was the right cast the right director and crucially it was the right level of involvement from the studio because a lot of the criticisms that have been leveled at the other films certainly at Suicide Squad and Batman Superman was that Warner Brothers dabbled a bit too much with we want you to reshoot this we want it to be darker or we want it to be funnier and we want a bit more of this or we want the time capping
2: That said, have you seen Bright on
1: Netflix that David Ayer has done? Okay, so uh, because it's Netflix, you'd watch it, and
2: it's fine. It's relatively harmless, but it's pretty average or pretty shit.
0: Um,
2: And that's David Ayer's follow-up, technically, to Suicide Squad. So I'm not sure the studio ruined Suicide Squad (laughs) having watched Bright. I think it might be the director's own doing. He had a really good run of films before that, but... Just maybe gone off the rails and trying to do a little bit too much fantasy stroke action kind of films. It doesn't really mix that well. So, you know, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not all him. Maybe it's not all the studio. Um, Because I think
1: you look at the other ones, and Zack Snyder got
2: a Luff license, I think, when he was doing his films to make his films.
1: For once, this may be the only time you ever hear me say this, but I actually feel very, very sorry for Zack Snyder with regards to this and lots of people will know by now he had to leave about two-thirds three-quarters of the way through the process of making Justice League because him and his wife lost their daughter they tried to carry on working through it and they couldn't and his wife I think it's Deborah, she's I think she might have been a producer on it as well and they both had to completely step away and for me that was where the problems really started. We'll go into that a little bit more later on when we reach it, but I went into this quite hopeful, whereas I know a lot of people will have gone in quite expecting it to be a little bit shit because, you know, Batman versus Superman really dampened a lot of people's expectations, didn't it? A lot of people went in thinking it was going to be amazing and came out with a bit of a bit of a bad taste in their mouth.
2: Yeah, I think Wonder Woman kind of, Won a few people over, but I think what people are forgetting is
1: that Wonder Woman is very
2: standalone in terms of, like you said, the direction and the, you know, Cause, the cause actors. Because 99% and the story.
1: of it being set in the past, it's really mm. got no impact whatsoever on Justice League.
2: I'd say it literally has none, bar a character.
1: Probably not, no. I can't think of anything directly. Then I don't know, maybe there's a tiny little microscopic tangent that links them, but. It's not like Batman versus Superman, where obviously you've got Superman's death links directly into this. It's nothing yeah. like that. Maybe that's a blessing in disguise. We don't know. Maybe We don't know what that's down to. I'd like to think that that's down to, like I said before, all the right people in the right place at the right time, making the right decisions. And finally, Warner Brothers just backed off enough to give Patty Jenkins space to bring her vision to life and, and really get what was in her head onto the screen
2: yeah not equally maybe she just you know maybe she'd had something the other directors didn't which is is almost the balls to actually stand up and make her
1: own film do you know what I mean like it's, potentially it's, you know because she certainly it, seems like she's not lacking in balls she seems like the kind of gal that would quite happily stand up and say well if you want to be like that I'm gonna walk
2: well, I know for a fact that, you know, it took so long to get her to sign on for this, for the sequel because she wanted equal pay. Do you know what I mean? She she wanted the right amount of money for the talent and the work and everything that goes into her
1: films. And she wanted um, full control as well. Yeah. from from what I read, she she basically said to the studios, I want more control than I had in the first one. You know, I've proven I can do it. Reward me. And there was obviously a lot of negotiations because they really, it took months and months to get her to sign on. And they needed to. If it had gone on much longer, it would have looked a bit weak on their point. And you never know, the vultures might have been circling around her, thinking, well, you know, if I was Marvel, I would have been looking yeah. at that going, she's just done a really good job. Why don't we get her in for, I don't know, the Black Widow film, something like that? Yeah, like, give it, uh, give her
2: Tessa Thompson or something to, to, to work to really
1: with. really you know. spearhead. You know a female another female led uh, Marvel film after captain Marvel, and I'll bet you she would have done it because she's she 's established herself and I was saying, "Look, I can do comic films
2: yeah, and I think one thing people forget and and kind of downplay a little bit is that not every director could just come in and do a comic film I mean the Nolan comic films are very much in his identity of a film, so they' they're action films essentially aren 't they you know they yeah. they cross over with a little bit of kind of a little bit of sci-fi and a little bit of action and a little bit of obviously the big comic hit in there but they're, they're not your conventional comic book films that we were used to your, your traditional spider-mans and your old school supermans and stuff so it it depends on what director comes in but not every director could do these films you know what i mean they're, they're not for everyone and you've seen directors try and fail in marvel and in you know um DC kind of based stuff and, and X Men and, and and the likes. It's not. It's not every director's dream, and it's not just a oh, yeah come and have a go. It's almost the kind of least conventional
1: it's very directors
2: easy. that seem to make it work, like James Gunn and you know Taika Waititi. Is just
1: I mean you wouldn't have ever
2: thought that might work, but it bloody does. You on, know like we have talked about.
1: Should have been an absolute disaster with him. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it really it should. Should. It should have been a genuine face palm moment and it's the exact opposite. Whatever the opposite of a face palm is, it's that. It's rapidly taking your hand away from your face. <laughs> so the reverse.
2: The reverse face palm. Yeah, yeah exactly. Palm. And and it, it is that. It's it's one of those things where a director comes along and you go, This shouldn't work. This shouldn't work. This shouldn't work. And then they just knock it out of the park and
1: um and you go up, sure, bitch, it works.
2: Well exactly, but I think you knew all along with this film what Zack Snyder would bring to it because He's a bit too tried and tested, isn't he? It's, it's a very dark formula, and actually, I kind of thought that worked in in Batman versus Superman. I think it had some massive issues that people talked about, and we all know about that. But the darker stuff is what me and you liked about it, really. So yeah. the kind of the yeah. Batman elements of things and the, the way the city was shot and all that kind of stuff—that was good. That was what we wanted
1: more of, really. That's what I wanted.
2: I didn't just want Avengers Mark Two. I didn't want Avengers Mark
1: Two. Dark, and again, we'll 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 cover the problems off late. The the real details of the problems because that's when we're potentially going to start arguing. So we'll do that later. So if we, so you've gone in. We'll start with you. You've gone in. You've watched it. How did you feel the second the credits started rolling?
2: I kind of I, I felt like everyone told me to feel, which is is part of my thing. So I, I do struggle a little bit, which you don't, to separate yourself from say reviews. And from the kind of online pressures of people saying X, Y, and Z. Um, I've kind of, since Star Wars, changed my tone a bit. Because everyone that hated Star Wars, I just don't understand why they're hating Star Wars. Because I think they're just being too... Because I'm not a Star Wars fanboy, which you are. Yeah. Um, and for me, I not could take it or leave it with Star Wars. I'll always watch every Star Wars film. Um, but I think because Rogue One didn't do a whole lot for me, I was left a little bit cold. So I didn't have any expectations for Last Jedi. I didn't go in with this huge build-up because I think since the original kind of prequels, you know, they've changed everyone's perception a little bit of, of Star Wars. They have and they haven't. You still look back at the originals and think they're incredible, but they did tarnish things a little bit. So I kind of came out swinging a little bit after Star Wars because I I thought it just getting too much negativity with a, a director who's really talented trying to do something different and I think it needs that, I don't think you can just do the same old story you know. because as much as like, I like The Force Awakens it's, it's very much a classic telling of Star Wars, doesn't it, do you know what yeah. I mean so, and we're not talking about Star Wars but it does relate to my point that these big franchises, is massive expectation on them
0: um,
2: and it's hard because you, you go in with that weight of expectation, I think I just wanted something, when we did the preview and when we talked about it I just wanted something fun um, with the characters but equally I wanted something different and I felt like this, it's just something I've watched so many times before um, where it wasn't really focused on the story so much and it all felt really rushed. Um, the CG was really sketchy and I just thought the story Ske- was
1: lacking. Like
2: yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I thought the villain was really poor again in, a, in another of these films. Um And I just thought it was the same old story. and You get, you know, I I love all these films, but you you can't just go in every time and see the same dynamic. It did feel a little bit like it was, I don't know, it it felt like a a film by two directors and it obviously is. It was, Um, the problem. And I think that's, as much as anything else, I think that's probably the biggest problem because Whedon, for me, if he'd done it from scratch and wrote the script and done it properly, I think you would have had a much more, coherent whedon film but whether that would have worked is still a question mark because we don't need the adventures again we've had you know and you're not going to get better than uh, robert downey jr's interaction with chris evans and hemsworth and you, you're not going to get that i think they you know i think that that better actors as such but just more
1: gelled more They're, they're maybe to the genre aren't they?
2: I think they're better, well, more well cast, and maybe a bit more experienced in it, like you said, because they have all done films or cameoed in films or done stuff before the Avengers. Whereas this is obviously a few films in, but not not as developed in in the DCU. They they kind of they, they just went went for for broke a little bit too yeah. too early, maybe. Um, oh, that, and I think that's a fair comment. Yeah, and I'm not trying to I'm not going to just tear and slag it off because I think it's easy to to do that. Um, I think the big lacking of it is the script just didn't didn't work man it 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 just felt so disjointed you know it's not two hours is not long enough for a film wow. that needed to fit this much in as well i mean, and most of it was spent with a well half it was spent with a villain that you just didn't give a shit about either you just didn't care whatever the hell the villain was doing, which you need some invested interest and in. I don't think i think you know, DC as a whole has got much better villains. Obviously Batman, which we talk about all the time with the villains and stuff, but generally villains are really high level in the comics and I just think you keep they keep choosing villains that kind of mean nothing. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. that's the big problem for me. I know they can't go maybe big with Darkseid straight away, but you've got to choose villains that at least, I don't know, at least involve you in some way. I think the villains and the kind of flying bugs Or whatever they were. Uh, They just just weren't I don't know man. They didn't do I didn't feel like that anyone was in danger at any given
1: moment, particularly. That's fair enough. Okay, well when when I We
2: can talk good things though. Yeah, talk when you came out and then we talk the good stuff and then we can talk a little bit. We'll do
1: good we'll do good then bad. Yeah. when, when I came, I was generally pretty happy with it. The first thing I noticed was Seen as you mentioned Star Wars, when I came out of um, uh, the most recent Star Wars film, it didn't feel like what was it? It was just over two and a half hours. It didn't feel like I actually had to check my clock on my phone to see what time it was. I thought I'd only been in there like half hour forty five minutes. My back wasn't hurting. I wasn't tired. I was just completely immersed in the cinema, and it felt like no time had gone. When I came out of Justice League. I knew I'd been sat there for two hours because it felt condensed. You know, when 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 a film is right, when the pace we always talk about pacing, don't we? And people use it as a stick to beat directors with. When the pacing's right, you don't know how long a film is. It could be half an hour. It could be three hours. But if the pacing's right and you get drawn into the story and the characters and the action, you just sit and watch it. And when it finishes, you go, "Oh, oh wow, okay. This I knew." that this had been mandated to be two hours because you could feel it. There was no breathing room between the scenes. It was literally one thing finishes and bang, you're straight into the next thing. And that, yeah. that that was my first impression was shit, that was rushed. But on the whole, I was very happy with it. The, the fairest assessment I can give, I'd say it's a solid seven out of 10, which isn't bad, but if you want to be completely objective, which I know I struggle with for DC films, seven out of 10 for a $300 million film with that yeah. level of ensemble cast isn't really good enough. You need to be pushing hard for a billion dollars. We checked the, the figures before, um, and as, the time, as at the time of recording this, its, it's box office global is $652 million. So it's made just over twice what they spent that's not good enough for a film of this level with Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa and Jeremy Irons and Diane Lane and...
2: and God, they didn't even give... um, J.K. Simmons. I was going to say J.K. Simmons. I mean, you look at characters like J.K. Simmons, who he's a brilliant actor and he's been around a long time and he obviously gets cast in this and you think, that's good, it makes sense. And Jeremy Irons actually... I was sceptical of, but was was really good in Batman v Superman when you give him something to work with. And you've got these really, really established characters and actors and they give them no time, literally because they had no time, yes, they had. like you said. And it's because they're trying to force all this stuff at you. And, I mean, the, the big scene for me that went awry was there was a, an Atlantis scene and I just didn't know what the hell was going on. And I don't know if that was just me. Um
1: was it the one where where he's fighting step?
2: yeah, it was, and I just saw they tried to introduce a character, and then she disappeared and Oh, we did the stuff with Mira, yeah, and I just think, look, you know all this because you're you, you've I know you're not a big Aquaman reader, but you know enough, okay, so you'll know this, but then you, your average cinema goer is going to go what fuck was that all about you know what i mean and and they kind of get a sense of aquaman quite early i guess but the same with the flash man we watch a tv show you've read every comic book going so you obviously know more than a lot of people and these films just they're not even for cin- like comic they're not made just for comic book fans they're not made for cinema loving fans they're kind of just not it's made for made it for very you know. well it, yeah it, that's my point with it, it i think it, it doesn't know what it's trying to achieve and i think that's again it does come down to direction
1: um, i think that, it knows it knows what it wants to achieve but has been actively prevented from doing it by a studio turning around and going you've got to tell this story in two hours First, that's bullshit that is, yeah it is you know if, if anyone's not heard that there's petitions going round. To it won't happen the Z- no, it won't. But to release the Zack Snyder cut, because you always get there's always scenes cut from every film. Every every
2: film, every every film. And and, and funnily enough, that's
1: yeah. Of that's Snyder a lot. Footage. And that's why a lot of the things, the, the bit you met you said about Atlantis is completely banged on. They cut about four or five. I think they cut more scenes from Aquaman than they did for any other character. So it's yeah. like no surprise to hear you say. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. I don't know who she is. I don't know what that's for. What are you doing? Because he could have something like eight minutes of Aquaman. That
2: she, yeah, footage, and that's exactly. Quite
1: proportionately from a two hour film.
2: Well, it is. And equally for a character that, that if we've got a solo film coming out in, that, that I think will be good. I think Memo were ha- held up quite well. I just, again, I said to you, I just don't think he had much to work with. I think when you did see enough of him, when he was in the bar and he kind of had that edge about him and you kind of you know everyone knows him from game of thrones and he's had big presence but he just didn't really have anything to, to, to work off and i just thought you know the one that got the most lines <laughs> is the one that we really don't like in the role um but actually ezra miller is the one that other people seem to relate to but i think that's maybe because they don't watch the flash telly show because it just doesn't fit and obviously haven't had any kind of impact on comics, which is fine. You know, there's no judgment for me. Um, I just think they seem to give all the lines to the wrong people. I, and the other big character in it, I think Gal Gadot was, was good. Um, obviously having had a whole film with her and, and she was excellent in, you obviously want a little bit more. Um, I don't think they made it. I don't think the fight scenes were were quite good enough in this. I don't think they gave them anything. There was the, the one towards the end was pretty cool. Um but Steppenwolf was just such a CG mess. Um and I actually I you know, talking of other characters, I liked um I like Superman and I know you you really didn't, um in one particular fight scene when they were all fighting each other and I actually quite enjoyed that. So there you go. Go on. Tell tell me what you didn't like, and then it'll make no, me feel we'll, better. No,
1: we'll we'll do good bits first. Let's be nice and positive. So go on, you you first. Yeah, no, I
2: thought nice? he was. I thought he was good, and and actually, I've come around to Henry Cavill a little
1: bit. Um,
2: I think I've seen a few more films of him. Um, I didn't mind him that much in in Batman versus Superman. I think he had his moments,
3: um,
2: and I thought he's he's a pretty good presence. He works quite well. Um, I thought the one hilarious thing was was the CG moustache, which you could clearly see what scenes were re shot. Um, and I just think the problem with him coming back is he's on the press tour, he's everywhere. It's obviously, a, it's a pretty, you can't keep a secret like that in this day and age that a, a character is coming back. But then why try and hide it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, it's I obviously died in the last one and that's maybe that's part of, why people are, you know, Steppenwolf is able to come to Earth and stuff, but it didn't really, you were just, you knew Superman was coming back at some stage, so it's yeah. just tricky. Um, and I think the major problem with this, as much as the script and the, and the kind of interplay between characters, is that for me, Ben Affleck had no interest in being in this film. Um, and I know we've long discussed that, and I think in a standalone Batman where he's got his proper role. I think he'll be invested in it. But I think it's not just the role he's not interested in. I think he's just, we've talked about this, that he's just probably going through that phase as an actor, as a director, where his chip's down. And now don't think he's enjoying it. Um,
1: and he's, obviously, he's had a rough year, personally, hasn't he? there's been a lot of shit going on. So it wouldn't be a surprise if this you, film wasn't at the top of his list of priorities. Yeah,
2: he, just, he looked like he was turning up to get a paycheck a little bit. And it's just quite sad because... We we've always talked about Bale and we've always talked about um God, which other original Batmans were good? Um uh, uh, Keaton, obviously. Um not so much Val Kilmer and George Clooney, but um hashtag Batnipples. Um Hashtag Batnipples. Yeah. But you look at it and go, okay, so He he was good in Batman vs Superman. He looked like he was interested in the project, and then he pulled out a directorial duty for 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 the new Batman film. And you kind of then think, yeah, is he that bothered or not? And then there's a bit more that comes out, and then there's talk about him coming off the project and this and the other. And it's just it all leads to the fact that and then he's he's had a couple of films that haven't gone that well. Um, Obviously, for a while his direction was going really well. His acting, I think Gone Girl did pretty damn well and he was in that was his big last film really a few years ago um and then just since then he just doesn't it's not going well for him it's not and and you can just feel that maybe he doesn't he's spitting off the one-liners and this and the other is batman really a one-liner kind of guy do you know what i mean Is is he not a bit more inspirational a bit more i don't know it wasn't even when he was bruce wayne it was more when he was in the bat suit that i had issues with he didn't seem. He didn't fe- seem as much of a threat and I know Batman is has not got the power of Wonder Woman and Superman and things like that, but it just, I don't know, they're just painting him out to be a guy with just money and that's it. Whereas Batman was always the smartest guy in the room for me, you know, and we've always talked about that and I just think that's what, that's what felt quite disappointing. Um,
1: we're There's a lot doing the positives, you know.
2: Miserable I know, I know. I'm trying though. <laughs> I, I'm being nice, actually.
1: I haven't sworn once. Right, um, so list some things that you liked about it.
2: Okay. the The main thing I liked about it was Cyborg, who we've not talked about yet. Um, I genuinely wasn't expecting him to be a good character because when we watched the early trailers, the CG looked pretty ropey, um, and I just thought. I'm not sure they're going to get this across very well. And actually, he probably had the least amount of backstory in it, but you know exactly where he's come from yeah. automatically. He's you know. another
1: one. He had, after Aquaman, he had the next highest amount of stuff that was cut. Sorry. I'm sure
2: he did, but I think it's quite obvious where he came from. And I, and I think he's the kind of character that come out, comes out of it. And he goes, shit, I want to watch more. And I know a bit about Cyborg, but he's not the most... He's probably the, the weaker... Of the the kind of Justice League members, in in terms of people's popularity, do you know what I mean? In I terms don't think of
1: popularity is in terms of powers. There's not many Justice Leaguers, even in the extended roster, that are as powerful yeah. as him. No, he's
2: obviously that, extremely powerful. That's yeah. something
1: that they they really need a solo film for to really dig into. Because without going into it too much, because he's made of a mother box, the mother mm. box is an infinite source of power. His armor can be as powerful as it needs to be. So if all which is film, pretty damn cool. If, it, you know. if a new bad guy comes along that was even stronger than Dark Side, his armor would literally step up and just go right. Well, I'm twice as powerful as I was yesterday. Now, it which is
2: just burn. awesome.
1: Yeah, and but that's not the kind of power that you can get across in an ensemble film. That's the same as Wonder Woman. You only really drill down into what Wonder Woman can do. <laughs> in a low film because if he tried to do the whole lightning thing in Justice League. Yeah. It would have come off as like, oh, what a convenient plot point. She's all of a sudden discovered she's got these powers.
2: Yeah, in I in the context
1: agree. of a solo film, it made sense. But yeah, it we, did. we've said several times that Cyborg was a total surprise. I thought he was gonna suck, and I like cyborg. Especially yeah. if you watch the, the Justice League cartoon or Young Justice or any of the other ones from um, from DC. He he's a very very important character He runs the the Justice League Watchtower, the the satellite they live on in space he's very trusted, especially he's very trusted by Batman and because he's basically a living computer he's the strategist if there's like a global crisis he's the one that will take point and he's directing everyone, you know we'll send Batman and Aquaman this way and the Flash and Superman that way and he's managing everything all at once because he's the only one that can do it because he's a living computer and again, yeah. that's the kind of thing that they can really drill down to if the cyborg film ever materialises, which has got to be... I
2: think, I think it probably will. I mean, Ray Fisher's interesting. He's a it, very inexperienced actor. He's not done really anything
1: much before these films. And, he, and he's loving this. You know, you were saying that Ben Affleck couldn't be less interested. He's oh interested. no, you could tell he was Ray loving it. Ray Fisher him. for the last year, whenever he's doing any kind of a press, anything, he's got um, cyborg merchandise, it's like board life on his t-shirts and his hats and he's always always talking up the project and this clearly means a lot to him I get the impression that he's a big comic fan
2: and, Yeah, and, and it does really help, really
1: we've always cool talked about that before
2: Yeah, and that's what you want man, I mean I think we we said that and Gal Gadot is the same man, you can tell how much she loves that role um, and you can tell how much it means to her and and. You know, I think Mamawa as well. I think you can feel that mm-hmm. from him. Um, I know you do. And and he always was gonna be the kind of guy that people love because he he's just got that kind of larger than life kind of personality and he's got a bit of a rock style charisma. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, he's, yeah. he's definitely got that about him. Um and and that's cool, man. I you know, I, I see that. It's just it's the other actors in it that they're just not giving anything to. I mean how many Oscars has Amy Adams been nominated for? Like three? I going to say, she's,
1: she's been up for a few. I
2: don't know if she's won one, but she's, she's definitely been up. One. She was definitely might have got one for, oh, what's that film? Um, American Hustle? I think she
1: might have won four. Um,
2: actually, she's been nominated for five, but she's never won
1: She's one. twice won Golden Globes, for Yeah. best actress in a comedy or musical for American Hustle and Big Eyes, yeah. which I've never even heard of. I've not heard of that. American
2: Hustle is a really good film. Um, She's just a brilliant actress. And again, she wasn't in it. And and I think that's... Yeah, and I just look at it and go, Christ, you sign up actresses like this and actors that we mentioned before. And they're just not giving them anything to work with. And I know they're looking at it going, well, we will be giving them something to work with. But I if they don't get it right sooner rather than later, no one's going to watch these films. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing. So there's no point casting all these expensive actors and all the production and effects and all the marketing and all the rest of it if no one turns up to watch them. Because at the end of the day, studios are there to make money. And, and Warner Brothers have got the golden ticket, if you ask me. They've got the license to an incredible
1: well, I, I was comic book catalogue. You know, from- from Emergency Awesome, Charlie Schneider, that I absolutely love. And he mentioned that exact point. DC have got the one benefit that Marvel never had. They have got the entire library of characters yeah. at their disposal. Marvel didn't Marvel when when Disney Marvel really started getting going, you guarantee they would have wanted to get a Fantastic Four film or an X-Men film. But their hands were tied, so they had to start looking at what they probably considered,
2: and they and they did, smart. Black Panther, they did smart, yeah, Peter Strange,
1: Captain Marvel. Rightly or wrongly, they weren't the main the main characters. Whereas DC can choose from hundreds and hundreds of heroes. Oh yeah. So that, and they're not always
2: even using the best of them. Do you know what I mean? Like there was no Green Lantern for you, which is obviously
1: very no Green Arrow. There was no. no I mean, it's bullshit. There's no Martian Manhunter. The Martian Manhunter is arguably. The he's an awesome character, Justice yeah. because he's literally got every power you can imagine. He can he can become invisible. He's telekinetic. He's telepathic. He can fly. He's incredibly strong. He's impervious to all manner of toxins and poisons. He can batter Superman because even <laughs> Superman has said in the comics that he's afraid of Martian Manhunter. Yeah, but yeah.
2: It's one of those, man. They've got such a great array of villains, such a great array of characters. But the big thing that the films aren't doing is they're not really doing storytelling. Um, and I think Wonder Woman was that. It was a really brilliantly told story up until the last act where it all got a bit stupid. Um, but other than that, it was a brilliantly told story. And, and I think that's what you, you want. You, know, you, you go to watch these films because of the stories. And then the characters are a big part of it, don't get me wrong. But if it all it is, so, all right, your, your most hated franchise, Fast and the Furious. Um, all they do is they race cars and talk about family and
1: drink Corona. And that literally makes me punch big, myself.
2: Big action scenes and, and you know what you're going to get. And every film is more brash and every film has got more stunts and more drama and action and all that jazz. That's what they do. And it keeps audiences coming back because they' up it every time, and that's what they do, but would that does that work in a in a in a comic book genre when when one big player and fox as well with Deadpool and Logan and everything else that they produced recently and that the first I mean, some x men films are really good as well. I'm not going to sell them too short because um some of the x men films are not great, some of them are really good um but they they tell great stories and and the characters are parts of that and they they are a very important part of that. But I think if 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 they can't get the story right in the DC films, and 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 then the characters start to to kind of feel less important and you just don't give a shit. I mean that's that's the whole point, isn't it? So that Steppenwolf as a as a villain was just appalling and the CG was shocking and there was nothing behind him. Now when we talk about Ultron. Um, and I kind of come back round again to Age of Ultron. I, I didn't ever get in the negative bandwagon, but I still don't think it's better than the first Avengers film. Um, just because, I know you do, um, I think the first Avengers film just captured something for me, um, and it just hit at that right time. Um, and I just loved everything about it. Um, and I think Ultron felt uh, not quite as good, but but pretty damn close. Um, but Ultron as the villain, just CG, Yeah. But really menacing because the voice was the prominent part of it. Do you know what I mean? You almost weren't looking at the character, you're looking at the you were taking everything the voice said. Um, because it's James Spader, isn't it, who did the voice. And he was just excellent, really menacing and and really quick and and really witty, but just different. And it and it felt like, you know, he can't he catch your attention. Whereas Steppenwolf, you're just like, what the hell is this guy? And what the hell does he want? And I don't give a shit, and I, it just—that's it, what I struggle with. You, you need the villain to work in conjunction, and I think what they got right about this film, which is a positive, is it's actually bringing the new characters into it. But I just felt I like got the timing wrong with that. I think you need at least another film because Wonder Woman obviously had no interaction with these characters. I think you needed another film. You could have done it and wanted to maybe have a Flash solo film um, and brought in maybe Cyborg into that or or have the Aquaman film come first and and maybe have Batman involved or, you know, you just, you needed something where you know a little bit more about the characters. So they're a bit more established and then you could do something like this, but maybe upscale it a bit. Don't just do the same story as the end of Batman versus Superman. You could, you could go, a bit more higher level and I know we're talking about Marvel's being patient to get to a Thanos and it takes all this time but they only did that because it it was working do you know what I mean I think if they if they panicked and and people weren't coming to see Iron Man and um, they made a load more Hulk and bad Thor films if they did all that then I don't think anyone would I think they'd jump straight to Thanos and and be done with it but I think I think I think Warner Brothers just shot the bed a little bit to us I don't know if that's fair, but I just think they've just gone about things maybe the wrong way a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, before we move on to the, the full-on shit things, I'll I'll do some happy things. <laughs> things I was, I was pleased with. I, I liked Cyborg. Yeah. Uh, I liked yep. Wonder Woman. I actually liked this version of Batman. I liked the fact that Batman was so off his game and he was so shaken by everything that he was seeing and he was... He was really un uncool and really. I
3: don't. Yeah. That's...
1: Like the the. I really like the scene where he and Wonder Woman are really arguing because he's really. He seems to really be struggling with the gravity of the situation of, you know how, how fucked up everything has got.
2: Yeah, I get that.
3: And
1: I liked some of the little cameos he did. I loved the little Green Lantern cameo in the, the the really old flashback between the Amazons and the. Um, uh, the Parademon armies. That, I I, I
2: that thought that was brilliant. probably one of the better moments of the film.
1: Yeah, and that 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 whole fight scene was absolutely brilliant. It really, really was good. Um, it was. If like I said, I, I I thought it was it was a good seven out of ten. It was a good film. I was happy with it. It's not perfect, far from it, but I would say for me, it's got far more good than bad to defend some of the some of the, the, the criticisms from a lot of people i steppenwolf isn't a good villain because nobody <laughs> knows who he is but, okay but i understand why they used him and i keep using the phrase he's a gateway villain because know. you can't just have dark side coming and going oh look i'm going to take over this place so he- could there
2: not have been someone else
1: though I mean they could but I think if they were only going to do him as a one off villain it would have been stupid. They could, they've got much better villains. They could have done Lex Luthor or Metallo or uh Amazo.
2: It's tricky or, isn't it
1: because a lot of the better villains are in Batman. What's as a, Oh his name's got Brainiac. Now, yeah Brainiac. Brainiac's, other ones Brainiac's like okay. Done, yeah. But it wouldn't have worked if you just dropped them into an ensemble film having never seen them in Superman, Batman or Wonder Woman's films it would have been stupid to just go all of a sudden, hi here's Brainiac, well who's Brainiac? Oh you know, go and ask Superman, well it's never come up before so what the hell's <laughs> going on?
2: Well yeah but Darkseid didn't really change that did it?
1: Do you know what I mean? They, well, not they Dark also not do a good yeah. job of explaining who Steppenwolf is in relation That's my point. to Darkseid yeah. and he's meant to be his lieutenant and there was either one of two ways of pitching it the original way they pitched it was Steppenwolf was like his messenger he was coming to earth to get a feel of things soften people up get a grip on how many heroes there are how hard they are and if possible kill a load of people along the way and make it easier for the full-on invasion then it kind of got twisted to well Steppenwolf is trying to prove himself to dark side because he's fallen into his his bad books so by taking over earth and then he's going to present earth to him as a as a present and be like oh look, you know, here you go, I've taken over this planet for you, and Darkseid goes, oh well you're not such a pussy after all, and they didn't, yeah. rid the better way would have been the first one for me, where he comes as his herald he softens everyone up and then in the next film, or the third film Darkseid arrives shit goes off, you know, exactly what Marvel are doing with Thanos you know, you, you build up to the big guy, so that when the big guy arrives it's not just like cold water going down your back, you're not so shocked by it
2: no, and I
1: think equally with Thanos as well it's, he's got
2: lieutenants doesn't he? You know, he's got people
1: yeah, he's got the, but
2: but uh, lieutenants so Proxima Midnight Proxima and, and
1: Midnight's and the only one
2: fucking I can't remember the other one, but I think the other one is the one involved in Loki's um, scene about uh, Tesseract but, um, and maybe the the stone um, with Vision but I, I can't remember
1: who that is now,
2: but it's one of those things that they're, they're not thrown in early, they're, they're thrown in during the same film where Thanos is involved, so
1: well, we, it's it, been introduced, haven't we, to Thanos? We we got the original. Oh yeah, Guardians. We got the original yeah. um, thing with Loki, and then yeah. we had all the stuff with Ronan the Accuser as well in Guardians. So yeah. Thanos has been drip fed across. Is it four films he's featured in? in,
2: in yeah, at least at least three. Yeah,
1: and, and that's good. That's a really really nice steady trickle. So. He's not being rammed down your throat, but you always know that they're building up to it. Whereas they only really brought in Darkseid in Batman versus Superman. And then straight away the next film in terms of timeline progression because you've got to yeah. be more Wonder Woman. It's literally... He's got these apocalyptic dreams. Bang, here's Darkseid's...
3: Is that, slash.
2: Is, is that not the big issue in all of this? Is that actually... Wonder Woman as a standalone is great, but it's not connecting anything, obviously, and that's fine. But you've just gone from Batman versus Superman straight to Justice League. You've not, there's no hiatus. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no film to. And I hate to compare everything to Marvel. I'm not trying to do that, but um, it's there's no, there's no link film. There's no step. Do you know what I mean? It's just literally gone from one big film with a similar plot. Obviously, it's Batman versus Superman, but then it does become Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman versus that giant thing that I forgot the name of. Um, and then this one is obviously is, is a similar kind of thing. It's it's obviously teamed up and they, and they need more characters to, to kind of get into the mix. And But I just don't think I, I just feel, I feel like it's too rushed, mate. I, I think as much as anything else, and the script is wrong. I think that it's too rushed, and obviously you can feel the direction from from two directors. So there's no coherence, you know. There's just I think there's too much cut from a story to that,
1: that's to make piece. it work. If if you were to say to me, summarize it, summarize the problems in one, I would say it's not one film. You can clearly see the dark brooding, sea parts of Snyder, and then you can see the bits where Joss Whedon's come in and gone.
2: Oh, I, oh, I, mean, I love Avengers. the Avengers.
1: <laughs> it was dead colourful, and I want to do this. If you look at the original trailers, normally as trailers get released, CGI gets better. Step up oh, got worse because worse. Whedon came in and rounded him off and made him a bit more colourful and a bit less jagged, and he ruined him. I, I really do think the biggest problem with this film was that Whedon came in. And shit all over uh, Snyder's video. Uh, whether you like Zack Snyder or not and we're not massive fans although I
0: love free- Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month
1: Yeah. At least it would have been.
2: Well, we like Watchmen, story. man. We like Watchmen. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the scope in there that he can do things right, I think I think his storytelling is pretty average. I think that's why he's always fallen down. I think his vision and the way things are and look has generally been pretty damn good. Um, sometimes it's a bit over-glossed and a bit over
1: produced but um to, to take but, 45 minutes of his ah, to, it's too much you're always going to you can scale
2: way. it down to twenty, two 2 hours 20 20 25 minutes something like that you could probably squeeze in enough of the link story to make it work i just felt like you just literally and it's 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 almost 2 hours with tra- with with credits i think it's it's almost too it's way too short it's just too short um and you can't make films like that unless it's just about one character So Ant-Man can be under two hours. Fine, it's about Ant-Man. What are you going to do to flesh that out for two and a half hours? It'd be ridiculous. You know, Thor Ragnarok felt, I think it's an hour 50 or something. That's fine. You don't need a full two and a half hours worth of film. You're going to tell me Infinity Wars is going to be under two hours, 20 minutes? I highly doubt it. Um, And you look at, I think Batman vs Superman maybe was too long and maybe people got hung up on that. And that's why the studio's, Again, shut the bed a little bit. I think that's probably why. Um, but I think that is the main issue with this film. It's it's the two directors, and I don't think I think Whedon is is a director. They thought, oh, we've got access to him, um, so that makes sense because he's going to do Batgirl.
1: Yeah, it looks like he's and he obviously left uh, Marvel and,
2: uh, not the greatest of terms, um, and so he he. He's available. He's a he's a good director. He's he's a good sci-fi director, but his sci-fi direction and his, his action films in, in Avengers and uh, sci-fi stuff was Firefly
1: and it's the film. All the opposite of what they've built. It's it's very very, very
2: upbeat. Song. It's very very cheery. It's That's very it. very they, 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 the major, it's no the
1: edge. The way they've tried to differentiate themselves is Marvel have gone not you know not childish or kiddy, but they, they've got their vision, they've got their universe very established now with 15, 16 films you know, Yeah, and they occasionally way. have an in edge, way,
2: they, they occasionally it. have an edge, you know, it does shock you I think there's moments in Ragnarok which, were, which had genuine emotion and, and were quite dark, and there's moments in Guardians where it's it's been quite dark, especially Guardians 2 was quite a sombre film in, in parts towards the end, but then they had moments in the where, you know, like Guardians One when he does when he does the dance off when he's about to destroy the world and he starts doing the dance off. And it's like that to me is they make the balance work fine, but on the whole, they're quite upbeat, quite you know, they're not dark, sobering, killing people off. It's not Game of Thrones. Do you know what I mean? It's not like that. Whereas the Snyder version of things is along the Game of Thrones line. I think he would happily kill characters off. He would have more violence and more brutality. And I think you saw that a bit in Batman versus Superman. Um, I think you'd see that a lot more in this if, if he was if he was on the whole project. And they gave him license. I think even if he was on the whole project, I don't think they would have given him full license. I think
1: that, that's the thing that pisses me off though. they it, it not pisses me off, that's a bit harsh. That's what disappoints me so much is that they gave him... the the breathing room to to put his vision out there and through circumstances completely out of his control he wasn't able to that there won't be anyone who's more disappointed in that finished version than him because that's not that's about two-thirds of the film that he wanted you know to to take out 45 minutes of somebody's film is always going to completely screw with it you know the the pacing's wrong. The the introduction to certain characters, the explanations about what's happening, have just they've not been shortened. They've been completely removed.
3: And yeah, and like
1: we said, because
2: you're trying to throw too much at one film as well with the characters. And we said this on Suicide annoying. Suicide Squad was the same man. Too many characters you didn't know straight away. Thrown out.
1: You, you ignore Superman for a large part of the film, so you've got three out of the five members you've never really met. You know if. In terms of on the big... No, film. you haven't. You may know who The Flash is, you know all about him, but you've never seen him in a DC film other than what a 90-second cameo where you literally see him.
2: And that was the thing with it. If and, you'd had it. more of them in Batman versus Superman, you would have Because everyone knows Superman, everyone knows Batman. That their, their option in that film was Wonder Woman. But then you know, so they've thrown Wonder Woman in, they've thrown very short clips of characters in. And then what they've done is gone. I oh, wonder.
1: A little bit of flash in Suicide Squad, didn't we? Where he Captain Boomerang, which was quite yeah, but
2: funny. yeah, it was. But again, you're they're...
1: literally talking forty five seconds. Exactly,
2: and I mean to be honest, it's forty five seconds too much of Ezra Miller for me to take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: must admit, as much as I'm not a fan of him, I actually yep. like that scene because even in the comics, the interactions you get between Flash and Captain Boomerang are brilliant because he's such a slapstick character, Captain Boomerang.
3: Yeah, and Boomerang's he, pretty he's fun.
1: He's one of the worst villains because <laughs> he, he literally always gets caught. You know, all villains get caught eventually, but he gets caught so often just by doing it. Yeah, he's so not a great things. villain. He's not, you know, like Lex Luthor level of genius. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is. It makes him lovable. And he's Australian and he's into unicorns.
2: You know? What? What more? What more is there to like about a person than that? Well, exactly.
1: um, it's basically your ideal friend. It, it... <laughs> you know,
3: it's
1: No like weird signs, and you could create your own friend, and it wasn't going to be a hot eighties woman that popped out. You'd want it to be Captain Boomerang, although maybe you... without the killer boomerangs.
2: Yeah, but they're probably fun. Um, you could track down people on your ten list, your 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 list, it's your infamous great, lists.
1: It's fine, um, <laughs>
2: She popped up on something the other day and I just thought of you, which is a horrible experience. Um, In in terms of thinking, you know, what the hell's Kirsten done? Oh, Stuart's Kirsten done. Um,
1: In fairness, I hate a lot of people. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. The the CGI on the Oh, God.
2: It's it's almost funny. It's almost funny.
1: It would have been better, honestly, if they'd gone green screen and they just had somebody walking around with a finger over his hot lip <laughs> because the, the, the bit, right
2: do you know what mate? I could handle like a mustache. A in the face where he's I could have handled a mustache Superman. I could, I could That's go for the seventies porno look. So do you know what as well? Because obviously yeah. some of the scenes were shot when he was clean shaven, and some of the scenes were shot when he had a tash and obviously they had to CG out. Anyone not listened to this or doesn't know the story, essentially Henry Cavill is in Mission Impossible 6, 7, whatever we're up to now. And he had a a mustache, and it was in his contract that he retained the official mustache. And he's, he's done an interview about it, and he said, you just couldn't have a fake Tash because the stunts you do in Mission Impossible films, it would fly off within about four seconds. You know, you're riding along a motorbike and the Tash flies off behind him. Do you but know what I mean? All of a sudden,
1: mean? someone's got like a third eyebrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tom Cruise just there. Yeah, you know, so that Tash slaps him in the forehead. And he looks, um,
1: like, he looks like a missing Gallagher brother.
2: <laughs> it just, it you know, it wouldn't have worked. And, and it just, it's not something they could have done. But... I could get on board with a Tashed Superman. Do you know what I mean? That would have been a kind of retro. It,
1: it actually it, would have worked because we, we want. This is one of the big scenes that got fucked. Anyone that knows, you, you probably will have heard me talking about it. Yeah. Like when Superman dies in the comics and he comes back and he's wearing his black suit, because he, he's been in the oh, space of like black suit animation, he's, it's a badass suit as well, man. That black suit. suit but his hair and everything has grown and he comes out and he's got a full blown mullet. And this would have been the perfect opportunity for Henry
2: Superman to grow
1: his hair out and just grow some facial hair. It would have totally worked.
2: Yeah, they could have given him hair extensions. That that would work.
1: Yeah, they could have got some extensions for about 30 quid.
2: And even if they'd gone the other route and and done his scenes, you know, where they did the scenes where he'd obviously they CG'd it. They probably CG'd a Tash on bed, and they could take That's one off. Do you know what I mean? Say. A CGI it's Tash would look better than a CGI top lip. It, it, it really would. It's, it's just ridiculous. And I mean, the the CG you would expect to be pretty top these days. Every time Especially we talk about CG, a
1: guy who wakes up and eats CG breakfast, he doesn't even eat real food. Yeah. It's, it's generated. I mean, if the CG right, of Steppenwolf was very, very rubbery. You know, so oh, if you look, if you look at Ultron. Ultron's a great example of a CG villain. He All looked right. like he was made of metal, and he was half foot tall. And you thought, "Oh my god, if I ever saw that guy, I would shit my pants." Steppenwolf looked fucking awful because he looked rubbery. He looked like he looked like the old Power Rangers villains.
2: Oh, oh, you've absolutely nailed it. He looks exactly like a Power Rangers villain. And you know the bad thing in this, I was forced to sit through the Power Rangers film, um, which has recently come to Netflix if you want to kill yourself. I don't um, actually
1: want to watch it just because I yeah, really like Power Rangers. I
2: think if you watch it, maybe even an hour in, you'd be fine. The first hour, nothing happens. Um, but it has got... oh, What's the guy from Breaking Bad in it? Um Ryan Cranston? Yeah, Cranston. Um, oh, he, yeah. Plays Zord- he plays Zordon, he? Yeah. Um, which is just mad. Um, and it's got a couple of other actors that are actually quite well known. But the CG in that is better than the CG in Justice League. And I mean, fucking hell. It's, 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 it's you nowhere near the budget.
1: And I know. When you talk about the biggest studios, you talk about Sony, Fox, yeah. Paramount, Warner Brothers, obviously, I think and Disney sitting at the top laughing at everyone for all <laughs> yeah. we have. Yeah.
2: Oh, I mean, you look, at, billion dollars. you look at. You look at, say, so Red, Ridley Scott is 80 years old, right? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And he's he's
2: 80 gonna years old. He's going he's, he's, to be preserved, and then an alien is going to pop out of his chest and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But it'll be a little know.
1: tiny alien with his face, and so the cycle goes <laughs> on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he's still making films like Prometheus and Alien Covenant, which I think
1: is awful. But don't mention he, the P word. That's just offensive.
2: Yeah, I know. But he's making films that still look glorious and, and really well, yeah, good. Even now. They yeah. still
1: look like Ridley Scott. You can pick him out of a lineup, can't you?
2: Yeah. And what he's done since the, the fallout of um a certain Kevin Spacey, um, is they recast Kevin Spacey in a film called All the Money in the World, which is out like now. And they recast him in December, with six weeks before the release of the new film. So in six weeks, Ridley Scott managed to shoot all the scenes with Christopher Plummer taking over Kevin Spacey's role. Oh,
1: yeah, I remember hearing about
2: that. Yeah, six weeks um, it took to completely edit out an actor and then replace him. Um, That's crazy he's 80 years old and he's doing stuff like this and I mean he works 90 miles an hour he probably has 4 hours of sleep a night and he's just crazy he's good, yeah but he he, he, right, he he managed to do this right and that's completely take out an actor and put them into a part. now you're telling me you can't get someone who's good enough for CG to take to do a top lip properly or to do a villain that looks the top villainous or scary thing, you could argue oh, well
1: the, you know there's all, all manner of layers and all the rest of it to create in a whole character. But is it really, in this day and age, is it that hard to make a bit of hair? You know, you're talking what?
2: Well, they bring back, like Star three Wars brings three, back. A four-inch
1: strip of hair on his top lip. To and make
2: you make Robert Jones Jr. look 20 years old in the film. Do you know what I mean? You, you do these you things can where You bring
1: back Princess Leia. And...
2: and you can bring back young Kurt Russell. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. incredible. You can't then... I don't know how you can't then... With all the time in the world, it's not like they didn't have time to do this, either. And It's not you like know. they haven't
1: got the budget on a three hundred million dollar film. You, no, you it, do if it wonder was the where, case of right? Five million dollars, you'd squeeze another five million dollars when you're the you, Brothers. Being thing. honest,
2: right? So I've watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is my favorite film last year, and it's not everyone's cup of tea, and I'm completely aware of that. But that film looks glorious and, and is incredible, and the budget on that is far lower than this will ever be. But where did this budget go? Do you know what I mean? If you look at it, it does make not you wonder. Set design, I don't see it. Do you know what I mean? I don't see these big elaborate sets. I think a lot of the action scenes were based on, on CG backdrops.
1: and. Well yeah, because you know, it, it's not like they went and built a huge gigantic back lot for Gotham. It's all you know, they uh, will have had like rooftops and stuff but when you see the big landscapes, like you say, it's all CG.
2: Yeah, and all the stuff to do with um, uh, Wonder Woman, is it? I can't remember. The yeah, yeah, so I mean, that's obviously an island, but there's nothing elaborate there. Do you know what I mean? It's, no, it's, it's great the costume beach. design. Just a beach with some cliffs. And yeah, great, great costume design and, and great, you know, the horses and all that kind of stuff looks amazing. But I, again, there's no, there's no money spent there, really, not, not relatively. And I just look at it and go, where, where the hell has the money gone
1: in this film? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's uh, a valid question. I would love it, to know the answer to that. You know, it's a shame yeah. you can't get to see. You know the way we get football club records. Yeah, breakdown. It, it and stuff, would be yeah. really interesting to see, right? Three hundred million dollars. Even if you didn't find out how much was on salary, you know. If,
2: yeah, and just, I look at the actors, and if, if they're playing them salary, per their role, you're okay. not giving Amy Adams a lot of money. You're not giving the big actors in this a lot of money because they're not on the screen that long enough. Do you know what I mean? They can't be paying them. Uh, they can't be paying them crazy not, money not for stupid
1: it. Stupid money.
2: No. Um, I, no, they can't. So I just look at it and go, where the hell? You know, and, and this didn't feel as marketed as, as as you know, Justice League, uh, as Batman versus Superman. It wasn't as right in my face. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they spent $150 million on that marketing budget. So, I mean, they must have spent $100 million on this. I think they did. And it's still, I just, I don't know. I just don't know where the money's gone into it. I, I, I think it's just, that's what, that would, as a studio, that would be, that would bother me as much as anything else. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's where the hell's the money gone into this? because the CG isn't up to scratch, man, and, and the sets, and there's a bit of, obviously they go to, um, I think it's, is it Norway or somewhere where they do the um, the fishing village for yeah, I or, think, Yeah, I think,
1: yeah. You know, make, I think but
2: again, not like you, you're not talking huge, you know, they're not doing King Kong where they go to Vietnam and New Zealand and wherever else that went in that film. You know, it's not like that would have cost a lot. There's not a lot there that they've shot outside of a in that outside of a lake in Norway or wherever, it's it's you know there's nothing there to say. The production crew and everyone, you know, you're not going to need a full team with full lighting and it. it, it you know, there's nothing there to say to me that they, they should have spent all that money making it. And if they'd spent a lot less, then the expectation wouldn't be that it had to clear eight hundred, nine hundred million. I mean, billion, really, whatever. for
1: that sum of money, it needs to be a billion dollar film.
2: It and is, it, it realistically it does yeah and I mean Star Wars will probably go on to do 1.2 1.3 and everyone's like oh it's not The Force Awakens and stuff but I think the hype up to The Force Awakens was because it was the first film back do you know what yeah, I mean? and was, all that expectation it was, it was a newness. and people are now
1: expecting you
2: know you get a Star Wars film every year wow. every, every five years. do you want to know
1: months. how much Last Jedi's made go on it's already made 1.2 billion
2: exactly off yeah. a budget of
1: 200 million we had a little chat before we recorded mm. Um, the the second Jumanji film has already <laughs> made five hundred and twenty million, and that was only released at the start middle of December. So chances yeah.
2: So if people tell you, you that that aren't cinema goers and audiences still.
1: It's bullshit.
2: There are for the right film the right I mean, market are, it film. And don't tell me. Infinity Wars is not going to do crazy money at the box office. I mean, the marketing's been exceptional for it. I mean, the fucking trailer broke the internet, for Christ's sake. So I've, you know, I've already
1: said, I think that that could be the first film that makes, if not two billion, that's going to make if, if it, to it in real if life.
2: If it's as good as you'd expect it to be, uh, and, and looking at it realistically, I mean, me and you will 100% go and see this film.
1: Uh, if it doesn't at make one and a half billion, I will be frankly furious. Because, I, you know, you know, they, they made over a billion off Iron Man 3, and Iron Man 3 was a, was a problematic film, but people like it. It spoke to people in a way that, they, yeah, you know, it
2: I like happened. Iron Man 3. We're going to talk about Iron Man soon, which should be fun. Yeah, we, um, we've
1: never really done anything, so we're going to do like an Iron Man retrospective. Yeah, that will uh, be fun. But we also we really need to get um, the Black Panther review, uh, preview done because that's yeah. out in. It's three weeks, so we really need to get the review out for that.
2: Should we give should we give Ezra, Ezra Miller a reprieve, or should we be
1: honest? Okay. He was probably my single biggest problem with the film, because I don't care what anyone says, he may be a wonderful actor. He's he not. is not the Flash. He is not Barry Allen. He is not good enough to be in a superhero film, and he is not good enough to be even on screen with Batman. It's and
2: and equally... What script they gave him to work with? I mean, the guy is a quirky indie kind of film star, and he's good in those roles. Don't get me wrong. Perks, are, Perks so of Being was, a Wallflower, Rea really good.
1: Brie Larson is a darling of indie films. What you see? Yes, yeah, she dressed is. Up as Captain Marvel, and you go, that's Captain fucking Marvel. You see yeah. him dressed up as the Flash, and you go, that's just some nonsense in a fucking Flash. <laughs>
2: He does. He looks like a bad entry to a comic con. Do you know what I mean? He looks. He he does. He really does.
1: Passionately at Comic Con, I would have gone. That is the shittest Flash I've ever seen. <laughs> he's like, mate, I'm in the Flash film. Fuck off. No, you're not. Because I would have known him from Adam. I literally would never have known him.
2: If no, because he's not an actor.
1: He's it,
2: And it's also like it's like the Jesse Eisenberg conundrum. You know, he he. You you could have put Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor, yeah. a guy who's quite tall and quite you know, he even in stature. Like he looks like a villain.
1: He looks like well, a he... lab in his dungeon where he's like cloning people. Yeah he, he, yeah. he looks
2: exactly like an archetypal villain. Jesse Eisenberg is an indie film star and he's actually a pretty damn good indie film star with the right scripts and the right process and stuff, but he's it, not a villain. Ezra Miller is not a superhero in any guy's shape or form. It, it just didn't work from the, from the beginning. And if it's not going to be Grant Gustin, fine. All right? Which and if you're going to do that...
1: Stick up my about. You, you
2: yeah, because you that was that kind of being shared a, universe. Who gives a shit? It doesn't
1: well, matter. Three seasons into a TV show, a character that's well-established, very well-received, and all of a sudden you go, yeah, we're, we're just going to start with someone else. If Ezra Miller is such a good indie character, that's fine. But how is being an indie film star any more worthy... Than being a it, it, it's star. it's not it's it's not especially it's in modern, modern television. television. It's on level. It's on level. Pagan, I would have said yeah. that Grant Gustav that, should have had the leg up simply because he's done the role for three years and has grown yeah. into the character. Because obviously, and, the more you play a character, the more you become the character. Every time you put on the costume, you become a little bit more Flash or Wonder Woman or you know whatever character The Rock plays in the fucking Fast and the Furious films. Yeah, exactly. You you, you slowly become more and more that character. Yeah. No, you you do. You're right. You're right. The bit that really fucks me off, the bit where they're fighting Superman and and Flash runs around him and they have that really awkward moment where their eyes catch each other. I didn't know whether they were going to fight or start getting off with each other.
3: (laughs) It, It was just
1: bizarre.
2: It just didn't. It didn't work in that regard. He, he, he was such an odd one out in terms of the way it, it worked. And his, people like that comic relief and stuff. Because, I, and I'm not, uh, I'm probably yeah, going to insult was, half our listener base, but
1: I think people. Every other character was funnier than him.
2: Exactly, exactly.
1: Aquaman. Aquaman was the comic relief because Jason Lamau. He yeah. must be, what, about 250 pounds of pure fucking muscle? <laughs> exactly. But he's got flaming chops and brilliant comedy timing, and he makes you chop.
3: Yeah.
1: And you know, be- you mentioned and before they, they about... So before I finish riding on
2: Ezra, Go on, like,
3: go on.
1: He's not just a bad Flash. He's a bad Barry Allen. Yeah, exactly. He makes you into this socially awkward, inept little wiener boy. And he's not... Barry Allen is a very popular, very well-respected member of the Justice League. He's massive
2: People are jealous of, of him. jealous of him because he's 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 like he's almost like a prodigy to, to Bruce Wayne, isn't he? You is, know basically I mean?
1: is. there are very yeah. few people that Batman trusts. But whenever Batman's got a science question, if he needs help, he goes to Barry Allen, and no one else.
2: I think that's the one thing the film completely failed to get is that most any of the actors or character skill set really, they, they they didn't get you they know they got across that the Flash was scientist.
1: Because obviously yeah. he only becomes a scientist at the end, and, you know, when he goes to see... I know. Things, which was but, good. But well, he,
2: his dad's a good actor as well. Brendan up's a good actor. It's a shame, again, he got two minutes of, if that, screen time. You know, and I know he'll obviously be set up for a future film, but it's just a bit yeah, like, fucking Christ. This
1: film's going to give me nightmares. I know, man. I know. If anyone's um, not heard, that there was always a plan for a solo Flash film. but now. Know, how many
2: directors have they gone through? About eight?
1: I think three. Which yeah, it was realistically free. Which three is just mental. Three doesn't sound like a lot, but what well, it three is. Directors to, well, three not a big number, but in terms no. of directors, that means three people have been attached to the project and have gone. You know what? I don't. I don't
2: fancy. And a film that is almost in production in that regard. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a film It's supposed that, to be
1: out next year.
2: I know, and that's what I'm saying. It's not a film like. So, you know, when they speculate and say, oh, this director's linked to
1: this film. Well, well, like, They're like, not officially normally, attached. We'll put things on the slate, don't they, and say, right, we're, we're going to make 20 films over the next 10 years. That's what they've actually said. This was before the Fox merger. Yeah. And DC come out and go, right, well, we're going to make a Batman film, a Joker film, Suicide Squad. Um, Sirens. Gotham thing. City Sirens. Yeah. Do Nightwing and blah, blah. But then they start attaching directors before there's even a script. And yeah I know times now that the Flash directors have gone fuck this this is this just isn't happening
2: yeah I know they probably watched they probably watched Ezra Miller for two minutes and went Jesus Christ I'm which doing this which would be
1: this. fair because if I was attached to direct that and I saw him in that fucking suit that looked like he made it in shop class or something I'd probably hang myself using trousers He's awful. Anyway, enough ragging on Ezra Miller. I could literally yeah. do it for another hour. I know,
2: I, and I feel good about it. It, it, it needed it to be done. Was. It needed to be done. I'm going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> just there, having dreamed of you kicking the shit out of Ezra Miller. Um, oh, I fucking
1: could. I'm a silly <laughs> bastard. I really am. But that that's not good. I should not be able to think that I could take a superhero down. Because I'm a fucking <laughs> But well, fucking hell, even I could take him. And I wouldn't say that to Gal Gadot because she battered me.
2: Well you look at like someone like Paul Rudd, right? Being honest. So Paul Rudd isn't isn't a isn't a big guy. Um he's he's obviously a comedy actor by a trait. And then he, he balks up front man. So you look at him and go, shit, this guy's in shape. Do you know what I mean? You look at him and go, he took the part seriously, he looks the part, um, he looks like a superhero. And and you know, it's the same with Jeremy Renner, who's not pretty nondescript kind of guy, but he's, he's certainly toughed up for, for the, the roles he's done. And, and, the big and
1: one it's just, isn't it? Oh, Jesus, Hemsworth I know. Have
2: well, you seen yeah, his brother? Because he's quite similar to his brother in normal build,
1: and his brother's not. Liam Hemsworth is Chris yeah. Hemsworth before he got the Thor job.
2: Before he took steroids. He
1: yeah. Was <laughs> well built, but then you look at him now and he's like, hi, I'm a big, giant pile of muscles."
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Like I know, I know. In, we did say this that Ben Affleck did get in shape for the role. He put on a lot of weight and a lot of muscle and fit. And I
1: like that. Uh, like, I really do.
2: know. I just wish he really cared about it, man. You know, I, I do want uh, Matt Reeves is a really good director. Uh, the Apes films he's done are really good, and he's done some interesting stuff. So I hope it comes off, and I hope they get it right, man. I'm not here to just go. Oh, I hope it crashes and burns because fuck, I don't want that. I had one of the best trilogies, actually the best trilogy ever made. Um, Is the Batman trilogy uh, out of all the films I've made? I love Lord of the Rings and Back to the Future and whatever else. Um, uh, you know, I want films like that, man. I don't, I don't want average films, or I don't even want, you know, even if I'm not going to call, I wouldn't call it a seven-star film. Um, I'd be giving it a five. But even then, you know, if it was a seven or a seven-star film, I want, I want eights and nines, man. Do you know what I mean? I want to be blown away. And 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 I want visually to be blown away. I want to go in these films and go, fuck yeah, that was amazing, or this part was amazing and that. And you know, people say about X1 said about Star Wars, but there's moments in in Last Jedi where I was blown away by it. There was. And Blade Runner last year visually just knocked my socks off. And it's it's great. You know, modern cinema is good for that. That's what it's there for in part. And you still get indie films that are great, and you get all these smaller titles. And almost you get more directors was licensed to make films because because Netflix and other other areas give people access to these, you know, platforms and stuff. So it's great. But you've got to get these big blockbusters right. Do you know what I mean? You have to nail them. And I just I just worry. I think that the good news and the good thing about all of this is six hundred and fifty million is is shit. And they're gonna know that. Well, and they that can't they've continue they've
1: already done a big restructure.
2: Like, they can't not, mate. They, I mean, they, they, they can't, you know.
1: There's a new guy has taken over. Yeah. With, as the, the overall head of these be. There has films.
2: to be.
3: Has I to was be. just
1: reading something a little bit before in prep for this. The official word as of a few weeks ago from Warner Brothers is that Zack Snyder is not in any way, shape or form associated with a Justice League sequel. But I don't think he will be. Yeah. J.K. Simmons... I nearly said J.K. and that'd be even more interesting. <laughs> J.K. Simmons did say that he was told that the Justice League 2 script is being written now. So whether they're going to move away from Zack Snyder, I don't know. But I, I think stomp, they'll go in with a different with direction. Things. The biggest and best thing they could do would be to give Patty Jenkins, maybe not the role, but use her as a consultant and literally be saying, right, how did, how did you deal with this scenario in Wonder Woman? Yeah. If you were faced with an origin story that you knew was going to be a little bit boring, how did you make it so that people stayed interested in all the rest of
2: it? Yeah, and it's not like, to me, mate, it's not like there aren't directors out there they could go towards. Well, it's,
1: I mean... like they, it's like Marvel do with the Russos. I mean, what one, criti- one thing that's really pissed me off for the criticism of, of Justice League is how many people have said, yeah, but Avengers, yeah, but Avengers.
2: Yeah, and I wasn't Marvel. trying to do that ever with
1: Marvel. I, I'm... now that's to do with Cosmic, they consider mm. James Gunn. Whether He's de- he's not going to be doing a load of Cosmic films, but they no, just ask him what he would do, what he thinks. Anything to do with the big action set pieces, they ask the Russo brothers, what would you do here, what would you do there? And they just use
2: them. And jo- and, and John Favreau as well, man. You know, like you, you look at that, I watched well, the Iron Man film. It's
1: going to be the same now.
2: Yeah, of course
1: he is. It, it's... Keep all these directors in the fold, even if you're not working with them exclusively. If you were to ring up Patty Jenkins and say, you know, would you mind working as a consultant for a two or yeah. three weeks on Justice League 2? She's not going to turn it down because Wonder no. Woman's in there. It's her. Well,
2: you want, you want CG advice. Disney will go to John Favreau all the time. So he did the remake of The Jungle Book. He obviously did Iron Man. And the guy knows CG. He, he learned
1: it the hard way, and 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 now he's an he's expert. Been involved in Marvel, hasn't he? Since Iron Man one, in, he's always yeah. been there. He just hasn't been directed.
2: No, exactly, and that's the thing. It's continuity, man. And we've said this all along. It's 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 going about things the right way. It's getting everything right in terms of what you're doing. And and I'm it's not there so to to Keaton. yeah. And I'm not there to go. You know. Marvel are great and DC are one of other shit, but I'm not I'm not bothered about that at all. And they couldn't they couldn't keep Nolan on board. I know that. No,
1: but it, that, but there's
2: got to be just... people connected to Nolan. You know, there's got to be gotta, more. That's a travesty.
1: It, it, it's, it's but they, Nolan is
2: Nolan there. is not a guy that was going to stay on. And that's the thing. He well, just no, look he, at
1: he does his thing, does not he? He's one of them. Well, he's gone, gone off to, to do Dunkirk. Dunkirk. So he just leads.
2: He's gone off to do Dunkirk, and he 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 did Interstellar, so he's done the the sci-fi elements, you know, combined with Interception, which he did in between, one of the Batman films. And he's he's doing what he wants to do as a director, and that's what they should all do. But there are lots of talented directors that you can work with. Do you know what I mean? And Marvel doesn't have a, a monopoly; they only have a handful. You know what I mean? It's it's there are scope to give young, exciting directors, new directors you know experienced directors there's loads of great directors that 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 could do with some work and i don't know man it's just frustrating um you like it when you see directors given the license to to really make their films we always talk about this but uh, you know watched Logan again recently it's just you know that's a James Mangold
1: film uh, about two months ago the one it's I'm, so I'm going to go back and watch the, the black and white version oh it's great as well man it really is a, a friend it's of just, put up a picture of it and honestly I was salivating looking at it
2: it just got me man um, I think if you got Sky the black and
1: white version is also on Sky
3: um, I Sky
2: okay um but anyway, it's it's available and it's one of those films that's just incredible. But it's a director's film.
3: Um, he he that, got that's to That's make... definitely
1: one thing that you can't say about Justice League to stay on top of you. Oh, can't no. Say, well, no, actually, tell a It is a director's film, but it could be a director <laughs> film. It, it should. literally belongs to.
2: They really, they really, if Schneider had to fall off the project, fine. But bring a director in who's got similarities.
1: Same. I mean, do you know what, it's, what I mean? Just, and you, you know far more, more that's what they than I do.
2: Well, I, I do to an extent, but equally, you, you know, you watch a film, you can get a feel. So you watch an Edgar Wright film, you know it's an Edgar Wright film. You watch a um, Nolan film, you know it's a Nolan
1: film. No, all, and, all I was going to say is you know more than I do, but you couldn't say, if somebody yep. turned around and said to me, well, that the, there's nobody really out there that could have put a film together that's going to look the same as Zack Snyder. No, you they, could they probably say, well, I could. You could probably give me a couple of names, whereas I couldn't because I, I don't really know those things. No,
2: so, I mean, Snyder is really quite enough. individual, but everyone in the industry would know of a director that would
1: work. You know, put it this way: as soon as I heard that Joss Whedon was involved, that got me worried because even I know stylistically that's chalk and cheese, that's black
2: and white. Ah. Uh. Well, it is. It is. It is. It literally light and darkness, man. Do you know what I mean? You're looking at the complete opposite, and I mean that's what the criticism thrown at Marvel occasionally is. It's too goody goody, and it's too nice. No one dies, and all that kind of jazz. But I don't know, man. There's talented people out there, and I just feel like they're not tapping into the right marketplace. Um, I think Matt Reeve is a good option, and I hope they keep, you know, obviously Patting Jen- Jenkins and the rest. But they've got to just I, I, they've got to make I, it work.
1: If I was them, I would be getting Patty Jenkins on on a long, long retainer. Because if they lose her, they lose a very unique opportunity to not just have a good director, but for them to really have a female director.
2: Yeah, and it pushed a lot of boundaries in in a in a year that is all about issues with uh, certain, uh, you know. Um, I don't know, obviously
1: well, certain male, male things acts happen to women. It's nice to see a woman standing at the forefront. That's, of the that's, industry that's what I'm trying what, to say. Yeah. All of you guys, women can do it.
2: Oh, so and then they, they can. can, do you know what I mean? Like it's, and again, there's a bit of stuff today about the awards season and not enough women directors are being
1: put forward. I think I'm gobsmacked that Patty Jenkins it's, wasn't nominated.
2: Uh, to an extent, to an extent, I just think it's not an awards film. Um, Takawai T season up and well, I people think, like I that. Think
1: you said on Twitter the other day, or someone else. Yeah. that Comic films are never going to get the big awards. They'll get like. Super I think I retweeted that. Yeah. Squad. It's the only comic book film to date to ever win an Oscar. I think. Yeah, it for Oscar a
2: Score technical Oscar for something. Yeah. I think, um, I was saying, I think it was um, sound editing or costume or yeah, something. Yeah. Ones, no, because comic film winning best. Nolan. Nolan won. That, Nolan right? won um, for for Dark Knight and stuff because. Um, did he? Well, I don't think he did, but I know um, Heath Ledger won an Oscar for um, Best Male oh, Performance. Or well, Supporting oh. Actor. Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. And they, they, they also um, won an Oscar, I think, for uh, Cinematography. I well, know that oh, no they won for sound editing um but yeah Wally Fister was Saturday. up for it cin- f- I know no I know but Wally Fister, who's who's Nolan's kind of go-to guy for cinematography um was up for an award so I think they were up for quite a few Oscars for at least Dark Knight so um but I think you're right I think there's not it's not a lot often it comes up that they win Oscars for these types of films or you know so it is it is what it is um that was good. We we kept the fireworks at a very minimal level. No arguing. We can't be dealing with arguing. There's too much shit
1: about football. And so transfers in, and, in terms of where it goes next, the, on, to finish on a positive note, I really liked the the end credit scene with uh, yeah. Deathstroke because Deathstroke is one of my favorite. Ah, going
2: to be Ace, going to be Ace, and, and really well portrayed in in TV. Probably the best. I'd say the best villain kind of villain crossover. Um, kind of portrayal in a while in any kind of TV yeah. stuff. Um, obviously, we talk quite highly of Daredevil and stuff, but um, but really good in a, in a kind of commercial capacity. So I think it's going to be really cool to see how they go with that.
1: Yeah. So as always, we we really want to hear your thoughts on
2: it. <laughs> do we have to keep talking about it, Justice League? <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. All so right.
1: I think we're contractually obliged. Contractually
2: obliged. Okay, well we will be doing you know, we're back now, it's been a while, but we've got got lots to do this year, man. It's gonna be a big year for films, um, and T V, um, Jessica Jones and and all sorts of stuff out this year for, for T V and, and Yeah, Jessica Jones. Uh, run Runaways run is getting some buzz, you know. I
1: might have to watch it. Um I, I haven't watched an episode of it yet. I'm gonna no, finish and then I'm gonna binge watch it, but apparently it's meant to be shit hot.
2: Yeah, exactly. So there's some good stuff knocking about at the minute, so there'll be stuff to talk about. We are going to come back to Black Panther preview and Iron Man kind of trilogy overview and I don't know, there's loads of other stuff to talk about, so it's always pretty good for us. Um, big year, big year for films. Um, yeah, I don't know, there's loads of films coming out this year but I'm we're going not going to, to do preview. Yeah. for
1: anyone that wants to come on and do the Infinity War preview.
2: Yeah, and we I'm are going take...
1: to take cash but you know Rory's we're got open to i very very expensive comics.
2: I really like so... Marvel Lego. So yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like quite expensive. Coaches, so I'm, I'm <laughs> easy
2: to buy for. Yeah, I think the the Infinity War stuff's going to be pretty big for us cuz it's like the culmination of our our years of doing these kind of podcasts, you know what I mean? So, um But Black Panther took on first, and that's going to be pretty damn exciting. And, and, yeah, people get involved in these, watching a Marvel film every week. You can always catch up. I think it's a really cool countdown to Infinity Wars. I think it's it's good to watch the films that maybe you wouldn't normally do. You went to watch Hulk again. I wouldn't rush to do that normally, but I think it's quite cool. I loved watching Iron Man with my little
1: boy because he's never watched it before. I, I um, really... Really loved it. So good. First watched
2: it. So so so
1: good. Um,
2: I forgot how good it was actually. Snap. It's 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 almost leapfrogged a few others since I watched it again because I forgot how dang good it is. Um, yeah. So it's going to be exciting year for Marvel. Um, DC have got some stuff in the off. Op- it's Aquaman this year. Um, Aquaman's out
1: in a couple of months. Yeah.
2: Is it really? Okay. Um and there's a Dark Phoenix film and Deadpool this year. Um Deadpool two. Uh, oh God, hey, can't I can't believe that Deadpool two's come around. So... I can't. Can't. It's been quick, man. They've really got, got down and done it quick. It's really quick. Um so yeah. All good, man. Anything else from you?
1: No, no, that's it for me. We've we've run over a little bit as we tend to do, but as Rob it's said, been a while. We'll be back, we'll we'll be back more in a routine we've literally only been out now just because of the new year so once that's all out the way we'll be back to doing sort of a pod every other week and you know where we are on twitter so please do carry on interacting with us uh, and we'll be back with you shortly
2: cool take care